I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Hello and welcome to the Illenials Podcast. This is the first take we've done today of the intro, and it's the only one we're going to do. I'm the senior executive host, Seth. I'm Smith. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Damn. We were so so dry last week without the love of the voiced man. It's alright. I'm here. Very dry. Cracked skin. All bad. All shriveled. (laughs) Terrible. Um, an hour is wet as yes. a raincoat. These these are the details your fans love. Yeah. Yo, I got a question. Where the fuck is Addis Ababa? Oh, that's the capital of Ethiopia. Holy shit! Really? Really? Yes. Wow. Okay, I will take your word for that. How How do you know that? I have a coworker who's Ethiopian. Really? Ah, interesting. And she told me that Addis Ababa is the capital. So now I know that. Nice. Well, man. That's been an educational minute here on the Indios podcast. We've all learned something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not often that I'm the smartest person on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know about um, that, Seth. You may want to consider that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that might be true. But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, Marcus is the smartest. Oh, true. Well, Marcus thanks. is definitely the smartest. Uh, we've got it so all figured fun. out. Um, so earlier we were talking before the podcast started because we've uh, this is the first time we've started the podcast this day, um, about Europe. And uh, there is something I want to talk about in Europe. Have you guys seen the uh, epidemic of milkshaking that's happening over there? Milkshaking? Milkshaking. Yes. Are, are they shaking milk or, f- like, furiously making milkshakes? So, basically, over in uh, Britain right now, they're having a little bit of a problem, a little, little tiny problem in Europe with some... Uh, some possibly white nationalist elements, uh, some uh, some some uh, Brexit type people, um, and so Tommy Robinson was the first one I believe who was arguing with some kid on the street and live streaming it, and this kid just dumped a milkshake on him, <laughs> and now they can't go outside without getting a milkshake thrown on them. Okay, as they rightfully should. Yeah. Like, Sargon of Akkad got uh, milkshaked, and then just today, Nigel Farage, the uh, leader, the former leader of the UKIP party, which was their, basically their insane racist party, also got a milkshake thrown on him. Yeah, I bet after all that happens, they're really milk shook. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and of course, all right. go ahead. I want to attribute, I, probably, I think I want to attribute milkshaking actually to Egg Boy. Because oh, yeah. Egg Boy is the starter of all, and plus milkshakes have eggs in them technically, probably somewhere. All, sure? all food has eggs in it somewhere. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think Egg Boy was really a revolutionary. He he got some traction, and now people are taking it to the next level with uh, liquids. Yeah, 
Milkshaking. And, and of course, they're saying this is the worst political violence that's happened in decades. This is an attack oh, on the yeah. freedom of speech. Yes. <laughs> what happened? What happened to Rodney King does not stand up to what happened to Sargon of Akkad oh, with the milkshake. Oh, no. Someone put a drink in your face. Actually, haven't been pe- haven't people been punching Nazis in the face? In some places, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why, do, why, do, why don't people just punch Sargon? Like, I mean... Well, exactly. mostly because he's he's very round, and where's the best place to hit him at? You know, like it's, it's a calculation. His error. dick. <laughs> His dick. Yeah. I was gonna say belly button because it's kind of like concave and it's just True. welcoming. Yeah, or like in the, the throat. Well, the problem the about punch. punching Sargon of Akkad in the dick is you gotta you gotta find it first. You gotta get down in there and really inspect the area because <laughs> it's, it's pretty small and it's a uh, well hidden. Yeah. And he'd probably like, he'd probably uh, get a little aroused by the time you found it, and then you wouldn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> nope, nope. I have always thought though, getting punched in your dick while it's hard would be the worst, right? Like that's got to be the worst way for yeah. it to happen. I mean, not really. No, I agree. Have you ever peed while you're hard? Yes. That's more painful than giving birth. I'm sorry. Oh but, God. But, have <laughs> <laughs> but has anyone ever like punched your dick while you're hard? No, I'm generally I don't not around for these scenarios. Well, luckily for you, I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you, what um, you do as in you've been punched or you've punched someone? I've been punched. In your hard dick? Well, you were erect? <laughs> yes. Tell us I, a story I'm, now. No, I am not telling the story. Well, I am no, really going to say. You can't bring this up on the <laughs> podcast and not tell us how it happened? <laughs> tell us as vague of a story as you can. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I was erect because I was about to have some of the sex. Okay, cool. The, the sex I've heard of before. Yeah, we've all been there. And we were talking about, um, what is it? I guess rough play? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, oh, really? And she, she just clutched my dick. Oh, my God. Oh, I was right. Fuck. <laughs> It didn't hurt. I was just like, oh. I doubt hmm. it. So you okay. didn't actually get punched in your erect dick if it didn't hurt. I, I was like, Marcus, Marcus, is your dick okay? My dick's fine. I mean. Is your dick numb all the time? <laughs> no. Have you felt your dick in the past 20 years? I mean, I guess my dick isn't as sensitive as yours. Oh God, we have a lot, we're doing a lot of dick talk. Let's do the dick talk with the millennials. <laughs> Well, I have to ask, yeah. was it like a, did she punch like the shaft or did she like go straight down on the head? Yeah, did she punch the Sam Jackson or what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a shaft punch, so yes. Okay, I, I guess that would be less painful, but imagine you got punched yeah. like like straight on. But, oh, okay. Oof. See, that would hurt Imagine, Imagine like an uppercut. Ooh. <laughs> I imagine an uppercut wouldn't hurt that much because, you know, the, the dick goes up. So it's yeah. like, oh. But you hit your balls. Oh. Yeah, See, what if they do Richard, a ball dick double double tap? <laughs> ball dick, the balls are definitely gonna put me down. Just oh, oh god! What you do is you get behind the guy, you reach around underneath uh, his legs, and you grab his uh, erect dick and pull down like a fucking lever on the executioner. Oh my god! Okay, now, <laughs> now we're Defeated. talking about torture. This isn't even roughhousing anymore. This is uh, just... all right, Smith. When when you get into Mortal Kombat, make sure they make that your finisher. Okay. So if you ever fight a man, if you can arouse him <laughs> and then pull him down on his dick, you can win the fight. <laughs> Immediately. What was that? What was that joke our grandpa used to always tell us about how one time he was he was tangled up fighting a bunch of guys naked? Which this is a terrible setup for a joke. Now I think about it. 
He said he saw a dick hanging in front of him and he bit on it and he hollered in pain because it was his own dick or something like that. Yeah, which you have to imagine the impressive game of mid-air twister you're in. Not only just because your body is contorting, because that either means that he was able to get his legs so close to his head he saw his dick, or his dick is so long that when it flops around, he can just bite it in the air. Yeah. Both of which are things I don't want to imagine about my own grandpa. And both of which are things I have had to over my entire life. Yeah, yeah that's true. That is true. Um, um, so anyways, <laughs> Europe is... Socialism! Yes! Like, <gasps> that's what we talk about here. Yes. Uh, in Europe, the fascists can't stop getting uh, milkshakes on them, and it's so fucking funny, y'all. Every time it happens, it's so funny. I think we should have a system where... Crimes are evaluated on their merits. Because mm-hmm. I think that if somebody, because like the pro, honestly, the problem with society we live in is two things. First of all, I should have been doing a lot more crimes before I was eighteen. <laughs> yeah, true, because true. that just fucks you. I can't like if if I were to go outside and see some dumb Trump guy trying to harass a a black man or Native American, I couldn't just haul off and punch him. Because he has the moral high or the legal high ground to be like, oh yeah, you assaulted me, so now you have to, you know, pay or go to jail or something. I think that when I punch this guy, it should be evaluated. Did he deserve it? Okay, you're fine. Hmm. I agree with that. I think yeah, if that was true, fair. then that that little motherfucker who taunted the Native American man, that little Trump kid, I think he would be dead. I mean, I don't know what would happen to that kid if we evaluated crimes that way. Mm. Oh yeah, he because should get his ass kicked up and down the fucking street. Yeah, and so yeah, I think I think we should do that because it just sucks that like if I see somebody doing something horrendous, I can't just fucking take it in my own hands. Yes, we don't allow vigilante justice to occur. <laughs> Sadly, thank you, Batman. What if it was pro? What if it, what if it was anti-racist vigilanteism? I mean, that's totally. I mean, I'm, I'm down with really this. Good. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Imagine going out just with your fucking nightclub and beating up racists. That sounds like a, sounds like a good weekend. Get you and all your buddies together, dressing all black, bust down the door to their house, come inside, kill yeah. them and their family, you know, say hey, you. <laughs> exactly. I'm here having my racist dinner and you just interrupt me? Yeah. I tried to imagine what racist dinner looks like. <laughs> it's mashed potatoes, rice. <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love all these things. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah. Okay, uh, white mind. meat chicken. Only white meat chicken. Yeah, only white meat chicken. They gotta have boiled, meat, of course. Boiled. boiled. <laughs> so it doesn't get any like yellow or brown skin on it. I, I can't. Yeah. Have that. Oh, yeah. No spices. What stereotype is that black people like fried chicken, so they can't eat it? Everyone loves fried That's chicken. That's the thing is, everyone loves fried chicken. I've never understood why it's exclusive to black people. When I've I've never met someone who likes chicken or who is like who is not a vegetarian who eats chicken and doesn't like it fried. Ever. Some people don't eat it fried because they say it's bad for you, which I mean it is, but I mean, come on, it tastes great. It's so But bad. Oh. everyone eats it. So this is a weird stereotype that I don't get. I gotta bring yeah. up something about this when it comes to fried chicken, by the way. Please do. Today uh, or I guess it was yesterday this happened when uh, Bernie Sanders was in South Carolina and he was meeting with some local uh, restaurant owners for like a, like a they, were, they were like bringing their food out to feed to the uh, event or whatever. 
Yeah. And he's like, there's a picture of him, and he's got his arm around this man, <coughs> who's a, it's a black man, and they're uh, they're both like smiling into the camera, and the guy's a chef, he's got the, you know, the apron on and everything, and he's got all his food out in front of him. And Bernie Sanders has picked up a, like a, a pork chop, uh, sorry, a pork chop, a uh, drumstick of fried chicken, and he's like holding up the camera, like smiling. And people are like, this is so racist. How dare he associate fried chicken with this black man? You know, the guy who cooked it. I mean, I feel like like Bernie Sanders could be holding it and pointing at the man, and it still wouldn't be racist. Like, <laughs> he the cooked man this. cooked it. <laughs> this is his food. Yeah, it's oh like how God. how dare you associate Pablo Picasso with painting? You fucking racist! <laughs> like what? How is this? How is this my fault? Oh, how did I do anything wrong? I mean, he could have been, he could have just standing there. They would have made they would have like uh, been mad at him. I was talking about liberals, right? Who are like the never Bernie yeah. people, uh, the folks who you know defend Joe Biden and his his crime bill shit up and down the block, but won't you know? But will say Bernie Sanders is racist for holding up fried chicken that a man cooked next to the man. <laughs> Although I will say this, it was it was better than what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say they they caught they had a video of him eating a drumstick with a fork and knife, and I was going to be like, I don't know if I can support Bernie anymore. <laughs> oh, no. There's a picture of me eating it later on. Dude, he is fucking killing that drumstick. He has got his it's, whole mouth wrapped around it. Whole hog in it? That's yes. <laughs> he has this crazed look on his face, which is the one you should have on eating fried chicken, in my opinion. Exactly. So, I once yeah. ate ribs with a guy, a guy who ate his ribs with a fork and knife. No, What? I Wait, know his, his own ribs. That's, yes, that's... he was eating his own ribs. With, no, oh he God. was eating barbecue ribs <laughs> from a, a pig with ah. a fork and knife. Oh my I was God. just like, this is the this is this is like the peak of white people right here. <laughs> I mean, that, like, I don't don't think it gets any worse. That's not even white people, man. That's that's psycho. That's like a psycho shit. Like, was his oh, this wife guy a was, Stepford wife? This guy was certainly a serial killer who I think. I think he, at worst, I think he was paying an actress to be his wife. Oh my god! And Good kids. Woman. I don't. I don't think this man had anything real in his life. <laughs> that um, is crazy. But yeah. Um, people uh, eat food weird. Definitely. Uh, so speaking of your idea of how we should evaluate uh, crimes based on their merit. Yes. Um, so you know how currently right now Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio are in a race to have the worst abortion bill, right? Yeah, they, they want to see who can take <laughs> away women's utero rights as fast as possible. Exactly. Well, someone pointed out that in Alabama, I mean, you know, it's like a 99-year sentence for getting an abortion. And so somebody was just like, you know what? If you're going to uh, get basically a life sentence uh, anyways, you might as well go ahead and kill your rapist. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, just do it, right? Exactly. And once again, that would be a crime that would be rewarded. Of course, definitely. Yes, yeah, so you would get a free car <laughs> free for car. killing rapists. <laughs> one rapist, <laughs> one car. Yep. How about just, like, pay off my student loans Ooh, for every like, rapist I kill? That, that sounds good. good. You could also always sell the free car and use oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Very true. Also, I think that... I think crime should be evaluated... And not only in the positive way, but like if you do, a, if you like, fucking rob a store in like a really cool parkour way, you should get to keep the money. <laughs> I think that like if you like do something really cool and like 
you know, get around a guy with a gun and then like run out and run on top of the building and jump on a st- the rafters and get out. I think you should be rewarded for that. Maybe you don't get to keep all the money, but you keep like half. Half of it. You know what, Seth? On the on the other side, uh-huh. I would like to see a return to to trial by combat. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> so if I get a ticket from some fucking cop who, like, I don't know, says I ran a light or something, I fight him. Yes. I would totally fight him. But none of this bullshit champion stuff. You can't choose somebody to fight for you. If you tra- mm, if you challenge yeah. somebody, you have to fight them yourself. Bring they, it. they have to fight you. Bring it on. Also, the cop can't have a gun. Yes, no I mean, gun. Obviously. No, this is no, this is absolutely naked combat. Oh, oh wow. my favorite There's combat. There's no clothes. I, I have I have faced one of the hosts of this podcast in naked combat, and it was a terrifying experience. I don't recommend it for anybody. Yes, and weirdly enough, it's not his brother. Actually, well, it really should be. Not just weirdly. To say. That's good. I feel like no, I feel like brothers like a lot of them like when they're especially when they're younger, they like you know do stupid shit. Sure. Yeah. Although me and you were never around the same age, so I guess it would have been weird. Yeah, exactly. You're like seven years younger than me or whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah. We child. Never had that. That's funny. I have no brothers, and I've done all this stupid shit. <laughs> do have brothers? Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. Um, so speaking of the abortion bill, I want to bring this up with you guys. Um, so there's a, this is an article from Five Thirty Eight, uh, which is Nate Silver's uh, predict the future political outfit, where he's been wrong every time. Yeah, he's um, literally never... He, like, people thought he was right for predicting Trump when all he said was, like, oh, there's a chance Trump could win. Right. And then... And he was the only one... Like, to his credit, he was one of the only people who was saying it as far as stats go. But he wasn't even saying, like, oh, I, I know for a fact he's going to win. And everyone's like, oh, Nate Silver's a genius. And I'm like, fuck Nate Silver. <laughs> um, so this article says... It's, it's, called, it's a type of article called a political confessional where it is, someone says uh, their opinion is, I think Democrats should compromise on abortion to win votes. Yes, I saw this. And Mm -hmm. do you want to know who they talk to to get this opinion? Hmm. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. That's all I need to know. That's already fucked up enough. But don't worry, they went one better. He is a 28-year-old black man living in Texas who works in media. Hmm... And he says right here that, you know, he grew up in Texas and it's very conservative. And I mean, he, he apparently basically his opinion is the Democrats just need to get rid of abortion and then all these Republicans will vote for them. That's not how that nah. works. It's not how it works. Republicans are going to vote for Republicans. Exactly. Yeah. And Democrats like bend on all kinds of shit and Republicans walk all over. Yeah. Why it. should this be any different? Yeah, Democrats never get what they want. They always compromise. And their positions are already compromised. Yeah, there hasn't really been a time, even since Obama got elected, that the Democrats have ever really had any actual power. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, it's stupid. They No, they shouldn't bend on anything. Like, the what makes... I think what the Democrats need to understand is that most successful political uh, campaigns throughout history that were... Supposed, because like right now the whole idea is that we that they say is they want to disrupt and they want to shake the the paradigm or whatever, and the best way to do that is to have to is to migrate your or migrate to a different spectrum and be like, hey, 
this is what we're doing now. We have we're staunchly against what the others are are for, and we have to get to push that as far as possible. I mean, like look at I mean, hey, I'm not saying the guy was right, but Hitler came out strong. <laughs> what the wait? Hold on. Hold <laughs> back. Wait, hey, am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, Am I, I guess not, but still. What I'm saying, I'm not saying he was right. What I'm saying is, he did something that was fucking different than what was going on, and was like, hey, this is what we should do, and people fucking ate that shit up. I think I will, I will agree with you, but I'll use a different example, one more appropriate to our podcast, and say Stalin. <laughs> Stalin, another great one. Back, <laughs> great one for a certain value of great, yes. Back to Hitler for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys know this. If you look at the stats... Hitler's polling numbers inside Germany through the roof. And they were insanely good. Okay? I insanely mean, yeah. good. Okay? <laughs> Which really so, just shows you that, that, that Germany was a terrible place. Yeah, Germany was awful. But, but you, you understand my point. The, yeah. You have to come on strong. You have to have these, these real beliefs, these real drives, because that's how you motivate people. If you tell people, if you basically act like the other guy, people, are gonna, people can just flip a coin and choose. And that means half the time you're going to lose the vote. But if you make a stand and you absolutely, you know, get a market and get people who actually believe in what you believe in, and also you need to actually believe in it and not just say it just to get votes, then you're gonna, you're actually gonna make a name for yourself. And if even if you don't win this election, you're gonna win, you're gonna win more and more as you go on. And the more, the more you make your points uh, solid and in a certain direction. Hmm. That's interesting. But I think, I think the deeper problem is that is the paradigm of each side. So my example is just going to be Democrats want to keep the lights on and Republicans just want to turn them off. So when the Republicans turn them off, you know, people are suffering, people are getting paid, but they're still getting paid. So I don't know. I feel like, what am I trying to say? I'm I'm trying to say that they need to tie them to the fucking power of what they're trying to turn off here. So if they're trying to turn off the power, it, it turns off their power too. Because that's that that's what'll get them to move and change things. Because they're all about affecting other people and not themselves. I get Shit. you. I get you. Uh, well, speaking of that, this guy <clears throat> interview for this uh, 538 article. Uh, the interviewer asks him. How often have you talked to women about the abortion on a personal decision level? His response, almost never. Almost never. Wow. Let's make a whole article about your opinion. <laughs> Our so, highly trusted statistical political website. So so he almost talked to a, to a woman about this subject. Yeah. It like got brought up and then like a car went by and they like changed the subject. Or something. I know something. He's uh, like, I'm a man, so I already don't know much about abortion in the first place. Also, I've never talked to one about abortion, but I've got opinions. Yeah. Also, yeah. what is this? A website? Who are you? What am I doing? <laughs> what is existence? Yes. I was born yesterday. Literally. Why are we here? <laughs> um. I'm yeah, anti-abortion because uh, I'm one day old. Yeah. This sounds. Uh, this sounds like a really, really hard-hitting piece of journalism that uh, gets to the point. And oh, definitely. It seems to be the you know the big conversation, or I guess the big criticism is that the conversation about um, female abortion rights is a very male-dominated debate. Which we are also male. 
We are male, but we're the good ones because we're for it. So we can say this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, because we're for it. We're, we're, we're smart enough to know that we don't really have any yeah. input on this. But exactly. more freedom is better than less freedom. Exactly. That's what I've been telling people. Like, ever since I started being kind of political, people, like, you know, I mean, because anybody can get criticized for, like, oh, well, you're a, you're a white guy, too. You're, what are you speaking for? And it's like, hey, it... If we, if there was, if any of the hosts of this podcast or if the guest was a woman, I would cede all this time to her. Because I think that's where the conversation should lie. And that's the thing is that people aren't willing, people aren't willing to listen. They're just not willing. And they also don't want to. It's not like they're, it's not like they want to listen, but no one's talking. It's like, there's a lot of guys up there, these Republicans, these conservatives, who don't care they don't think abortion affects them and all of them have fucking like paid for abortions for their mistresses and stuff they just tell them to go to a state where it's still legal while they still can and once it's not legal they just fly them to some other country where it's legal and get it done there because the, they have different rules than us they want yeah. to take abortion away from us for what i i guess maybe i'm missing something about abortion but i guess at this point it can only be because of fake um religious values right yeah absolutely <laughs> am i wrong um, in this i'll say there's no. also an economic issue here and it's that we are currently experiencing a declining birth rate in america um especially amongst uh white people uh we're the lowest birth rate we've had in like 60 years or something like that yeah. and so the political motivation or the economic motivation here is people need to have children to get the economy going and under capitalism under really any system so if you and we can't afford it, right? It's too expensive to have a baby, so we'll just force you to do it instead. And that's what I'm saying. But I mean, you know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. Is like, I mean, we've probably mentioned it almost every episode. Is what's the step? Like, you know, when automation becomes too popular and there's no more jobs left. I mean, there's only there's only few jobs in this country. What are we gonna do? Um, I mean, doesn't declining birth rates kind of solve that problem for a little bit? Because if there's less people, there's less people to try and give jobs to. So I don't understand why this is a problem for them either. Like, I feel like this almost helps capitalism live longer. Um, well, the other reason, of course, is they want to punish women uh, for oh, yeah, sex. Because I mean, they want yeah. to make sure that men control everything there is about women's bodies and women's lives. And so a lot of that punishment. But I don't think that our legislators have caught up to the reality of what's happening in America with our post-industrial... Uh, you know, capitalist world. It's like, it's all service-based now. Everything is service-based. It's all, you know, convenience stores and gas stations and fucking call centers and shit. And once you fill those jobs up, there's not going to be any more factories and you only need so many gas stations. So the problem of, of continuing to grow the population, which, by the way, I'm not a Malthusian. I don't believe we need to reduce the population. That's bullshit. I think we can all agree on that. We don't need to, like, kill half people or some shit. I disagree. Yeah. I mean, I think we should kill half the people. But I think we should stop having kids. For like, I think we should go on a five. I honestly said, I think we should go on a five-year birth drought. I mean, maybe. Well, it's 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 an idea, but I don't I don't think that that, that we that the problem is there are too many people. The problem is that the resources are being taken up by too few people who are keeping True. them from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. We could build well, a society although, wherein everyone could have babies and families and and live and do all that kind of shit. Uh, without needing to struggle, but we don't because, you know, six people in the world control 50% of the wealth. And that argument aside, that's obviously the bigger issue. That's the whole reason this podcast exists. You do have to understand there's a maximum capacity to Earth for people. 
I mean, yeah. yeah, but I mean, scientists say it's like 26 billion people. There's only some. There's only so many square feet that isn't ocean in this world that people can use. Um, and there's already like a billion people in some countries. Yeah, but and I mean, they're overpopulated. The thing is, is that. It really, if you think about it, we are so far from the carrying capacity of the Earth. If we were to take care of it, if we don't take care of it, that's a different story, obviously. Well, yeah, you which obviously we're clearly not, not taking care yeah, of it. So. Yeah. I still think we should try to move ourselves farther from the sun. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, they did it on Futurama, and it worked perfectly. Ah, um, true. They also have an engine that moves space around you. Also, so. the, um, the writers of Futurama all have like PhDs in mathematics. So they probably know something. And have you, but yeah. have you all ever heard of the Orion Drive? Yeah. No. It was like, You've told me about it many oh times. Oh my god, it's so cool. It was an idea we had back in the sixties for how to go to go to near or to like approach like one or two percent of light speed. And it was we're gonna build a big fucking spaceship and on the back we're gonna put a real big fucking bumper plate. And then we're gonna poop nukes out the back of this ship and blow them up and use the use the fucking the force to propel the ship forward and not just in space but to get it off the ground on Earth as well. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying so, is, we build a giant bumper plate on, say, like where's somewhere no one cares about, Australia, and then we just start blowing up wow. thousands of nukes every day and push the Earth away from the sun. You pull Australia very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one really lives there, and it's kind of a shitty country, so they had their elections, and it was bad. Why not so. Antarctica? No one lives in Antarctica. Really? We need all that water to say, you know, water so and keep things cool. We, we need all that water to say water. Wait, no. We need to say ice. Sorry. Yeah. Ice. Yeah, all those nukes will really warm it up. Um, a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they do, they do like things kind of wild in Australia, so maybe constantly being nuked might be what they want. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a light show. Christ. It would be. I don't even know if that's true. Maybe you could, maybe we can make nukes that have like glitter in them, so at least it looks kind of cool. Well, you would go blind <laughs> if you looked at it. So there is one downside. Well, oh, we'll God. we'll make some glasses or something. Don't worry. <laughs> Exactly. You just wear them all the time in Australia now. Exactly. You just distribute them, and it's, now it's what you wear. You're also deaf because there's constant nuclear explosions. <laughs> you know, yes. breaking the sound barrier all the time. What do you, you need to hear in Australia? The <laughs> all the deadly animals that are coming to, that are coming to kill you. They're oh, deaf too. That's true. <laughs> Can you imagine like deaf koalas just like falling out of the trees and? Uh, they're probably blind because they don't know not to look at the thing. That's true. Mm. They're just like, oh, what? Oh, no, I can't see. Oh, yeah, all the, all the giant spiders will die, too, though. That is true. If we nuke Australia, we get rid of, like, 800 species of deadly spider. Oh, yeah, we would. there would be a lot of stuff on the completely obliterated list after that. Platypus, gone. Get it out of here. Freak of nature, never belonged in the first place. Wow, very much against the platypi. Really? What, what, what has the platypus done to you? I mean, it's a freak, man. It's got a beak, but it's a mammal. I don't, I don't trust it. It lays eggs. Uh, Fuck you. It's poisonous. It's also man, poisonous. I don't, I don't trust snakes because they don't have legs. I don't. I don't get. <laughs> Wait, it. that's offensive, <laughs> sir. No, I'll let you know. Or like, you know, the thing is, like, people like, like, how do they do? <laughs> they, they slither on their ribs and how? stomach. I, 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 like, I'm fine with that. But some of them are like really fast. Like, how do they get that? It's like the Practice. old like like how does Superman fly faster? It's like what is it? What do they do that like makes them do? Like, I don't get it. 
Well, you obviously just have to slither harder, okay, than the other snakes. So yeah, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about snakes. I don't, I don't completely believe in them. So if your whole <laughs> how does Superman fly faster has fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a, I don't know. That's like some old stand-up comedian told that joke, but I, I've never ever since then I've never understood how does he what does he do? Yeah, does he, he just probably just think? farts or something. Oh, that, he probably just lets some nukes off behind him. Yeah. <laughs> does he yeah. push himself away from the earth harder or something? I don't understand. Yeah, I think he just puts more like hip into it and it just <laughs> starts going. Oh man, um. What were we even talking about before this? The environment or something? Australia. That's true, yeah, Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. How we can push the Earth away from the sun. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's yeah, do yeah. that. I'm going to have this plan. But, guys, come on. Rail guns. Rail guns are the answer to a lot of our problems. Elaborate. Oh, you, we've discussed this before, and I we don't have, think it makes any sense. And I'm sorry, but the, listen, listen. You make a little bullet shaped uh, spaceship, you put it in your rail gun, boom, it's out in space. I and mean, then what? hopefully it has like yeah, some, what's some jets. What's the next uh, step of this plan? It hits whatever you're shooting it at, and then they get off and explore, and then they build a real gun wherever they are, and just shoot stuff. You know, are wherever we sending else they them need with the go. supplies to make a rail gun? Yes, that's what the ship is made of. More parts for another <laughs> rail gun. So, so is this this is just a way to make more rail gun? Yes. Okay. Why don't we just shoot them in a smaller rail gun? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. And then they'll, no. they'll use that railgun to shoot a smaller, even smaller railgun. Yeah. Yes. It's like the catapult that shoots catapults. <laughs> oh my god, we can't get on the subject again. How do you stop it? Speaking <laughs> of climate change, did you guys see Elizabeth Warren's absolutely boneheaded take on climate change? Oh, oh no, boy. I'm, I'm upset to hear this. Though. It's too Let's bad, hear. but I, I regret to inform you that Elizabeth Warren said this on Twitter. Climate change is real. It's worsening by the day, and it's undermining our military readiness. More and more, (laughs) accomplishing the mission depends on our ability to continue operations in the face of floods, drought, wildfires, desertification, and extreme cold. I will say this. I I mean, here's the thing. I think she posted this tweet to try and curry the favor of the more pro-military people in America, because she doesn't really have that demographic yet, but I think there's an underlying message in it. Mm-hmm. Listen to me for a second. Mm-hmm. I think that what she's saying is that she's scared that our troops can't fight a tsunami. I, th- I think she is saying that it's affecting our military readiness because we don't know how to fight Mother Nature. Now, hold on. He's on to something here. I know I am. (laughs) I'm thinking about this. And maybe we bridge the gap between pro-military and anti-military by turning the military into a force that exclusively fights the weather. Yes. Imagine the recruitment videos. Fuck that fire dragon demon motherfucker. We're gonna be fighting a hurricane now. Oh snap. Now that I've now that I'm on the train, I got a little late. But I see it now. Ooh. Well they already have those National Guard videos, right? Where they're like helicoptering into like a, a hurricane disaster area or like helping out with like search and rescue after a her- earthquake. 
that's not a bad use for the military's assets, if you ask me. Yeah, isn't oh, yeah. it crazy about the ads for the military? They, like, fight aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait a minute. I don't know if any of this is real. And, I mean, yeah. In 2034, we'll be, uh, we'll build a bomb that will kill hurricanes. Mm. Exactly. And then in 2072, yeah, we'll find out that all the, the hurricane-killing bombs have destabilized the Earth's core, and now the Earth's going to rupture in half or something. <laughs> so maybe Elizabeth Warren wants us to make the Weather Force. Mm. Weather Force so, sounds like a shitty 90s cartoon that was like <laughs> came on after Captain Planet that you didn't care about. Yeah. All those cartoons had like a kind of shitty knockoff that weren't as good. I can already see Weather Force. They have like like transforming weather vehicles or something like that. Whoa. Oh yeah. Like like, like a car that turns into a like tsunami or something. No, it turns yeah. into like a submarine or something, like to explore oh. the tsunami. <laughs> yeah, and you're like a motorcycle that can like ride around a tornado. Uh huh. Now we're talking. Yeah. A van turns into a helicopter. Are we writing a really good show? Hold on now. Oh, yeah. Get your, oh, yeah, stop the podcast. Get your fucking stop, pens out. Stop your recordings, guys. We, we have things to do. We gotta have a kid in the wheelchair. Straight up. First thing. Of course. Of course. Yes. Bonus points he if all, he's like a minority. Yes. Yes. And he has to have dreams of being able to walk. Because <laughs> apparently that's like something every person is in a wheelchair just constantly wants to do. You know what, Seth? You've reminded me of something I saw earlier that I, yes. I, 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 I want to talk about real fast. And it's the movie uh, D- Detective Pikachu. Yes! Um, woo! Talk about one thing real quick. We, I think we should probably do a full episode on it at some point. But this is one I could do. I could do a whole podcast. I, I mean, an every week podcast about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> so, spoilers for Detective Pikachu. Uh, it turns out the true villain in the movie is Bill Nye. Not the science guy, the other one. Um, yes. And he is a man who has some kind of degenerative disease, and he's in a wheelchair. And he wants to capture Mewtwo and like put his mind into Mewtwo's head and use Mewtwo to like fuse humans and Pokemon to like make us better or whatever. And I saw someone saying that Detective Pikachu is a deeply ableist movie. That's that's ridiculous. And I disagree heartily, and here's why. Two reasons you forgot. He's not mad because he can't walk. He's mad because he's going to die, and he doesn't want to die from the disease that he has. Yeah. He's mad that he's rich and for some reason still has to die. Exactly. He wants <laughs> he immortality. Was, exactly. He was told his whole life rich people don't have to die, and now he has to, and he thinks it's bullshit. So classic motivation for any good villain is immortality. But secondly... It doesn't fucking matter. Even if he was mad he couldn't walk anymore, that's a very human flaw for someone to have. And disabled people, like myself, fuck off anyone who wants to come at me, we are not perfect little angels. And it's dehumanizing when you suggest that we can't have foibles and flaws, such as not liking who we are. That's, that's, that's like, fucking uh, infantilizing to us. So... Uh, fuck off with this whole, it's it's uh, ableist for a movie to say that a disabled guy wants to not be disabled. That's a thing that real disabled people suffer from. And I'm glad that it addressed it a little bit. Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, I think the most ableist shit, I mean, besides people who, like, are straight up, like, anti-handicap, I think some of the most ableist shit in the world is, like, when a disabled person does something really small, like, you know, 
oh, they, they, they made it all the way to Longhorns by themselves. People are like, what a brave person. How do they get the courage? It's like, they're kind of just trying to do what we all do, and they're just trying to be a person. You don't have to sit there and just say that every everything they do is just brave and it inspires you because you're kind of just trying to use their disability for your own inspiration and it is your own clout and it's kind of weird. It's fucked up. And it's, it's never like really it's never really rubbed me the right way when I hear people say that. Like the worst I ever saw was back during like Gamergate when people were like you can't be mean to the 8chan guy. Because he's in a wheelchair and he has a fucked up weird little body. And I'm like, fuck you. We can also be bad. Disabled people could also be evil people. Like, yeah. that can't, they can't shield you from criticism. Yeah, if Stephen Hawking says the N-word, I would <laughs> jam his wheels. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, would it, would it be the funniest time anyone's ever said the N-word? Yes. Unimaginably yes. It, it would be probably the best stand-up comedy set I've ever watched in my life. But after that, we'd have to take him down. I'm trying to imagine racist Stephen Hawking. I, I'm just trying to say it it can happen. And... We shouldn't uh-huh. hold people who are disabled to a higher standard just because they're disabled. They're just a person. They're still people, man. We're still people. We can still fuck up and be racist. Yeah, oh, yeah it's true. Try to take over the world. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, like, what if Stephen Hawking was at the movie theater and he was like, I won't do an impression of his voice. What if he was like, man, I like this movie. I just wish there was like, I just wish it wasn't made by some Jewish person. Oh, God. Like, we would all be like, oh, my God, Stephen Hawking. You can't say that. What are you doing, like, man? How, how? And then some people would be like, how brave of Stephen Hawking to <sighs> speak his mind. Oh, oh my God. And we'd be like, what the fuck? You'd be like, man, Stephen Hawking is an anti-Semite. People on Twitter would be like, how dare you? He's disabled. Yes. <laughs> he can't be anything but disabled. <laughs> it's he one can only be one thing. Exactly. It's like it's like the weather force. You get one character trait. You're black. You're in a wheelchair. You're a girl. That's it. Yes. <laughs> That's it's time for development. I think you just made an entire character, though. <laughs> That's no, we, a, we made three a characters. A black gay wheelchair girl. <laughs> It's like, okay, uh, remember a Wheeler from, from Captain Planet? Yes. What was his one character trait? Fire. He had red hair. He That's it. He like, yeah, he had red hair. <laughs> That's his one trait. Fire. The Indian guy? Well, he was also Indian. like the, the fuck up, just kind of like, Wheeler, why'd you do that? Yeah, because he, he had the fucking suckiest power. It's fire. Nothing good comes from fire. It's all bad. Anyways... <laughs> My favorite thing was there were some some cartoons where the one character like wore a hat and that was his thing. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the one with the baseball hat, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. There's movies like that too, like old '90s kids movies. We were like, this this kid's one trait is like the Sandlot. There was the one kid who was like horny. That was his one trait. <laughs> Which is a trait every kid has. So I'm not really sure why that was special. Uh, no, no, no. Um, this kid was horny. I mean, yeah, he Whoa. was. He was uh, extra thirsty, as uh, we say these days. Oh, and man. Remember the Sandlot? That was a fucked up kind of movie, if you think about it a little bit. It kind of was, but I have too much respect for it. 
That's true. Is Sam not the one where they lost like their ball over a fence? And... Yes. Mm-hmm. Marcus, did okay. you just ask that question? <laughs> I did. Oh, it's like, like one of the most iconic movies of any sorry, like, <laughs> when, when you're looking back at, at, at things from the past... There are a lot of similar things. So, like, <laughs> Goonies ran through my head. Freaking, freaking... Okay, I want to... I mean, Marcus, <laughs> I don't want to judge you here, but the Goonies and the Sandlot are much different movies. I mean, I believe you, but in the same in the same token... The, the Goonies literally has, like, fucked up monsters in it. You're right. But aren't most children just fucked up monsters? That's actually a good point. Um, and we all know that after... Above Sandlot and above Goonies, the best movie series from anyone's childhood is the Ernest movies. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Speak on I was it. Watch, I was watching this TV show the other day, and there was a character who had a shirt that said, Ernest goes to Syria. <laughs> and it was, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Ernest movies fucking ruled. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, and rest in peace to Jim Varney. Like, what a man that he was. A fucking he did, legend. He did mm-hmm. all those movies... And literally every one of them is a, at least nine out of ten yeah. <laughs> on the scale, and he just he just went quietly. And I feel like people don't remember him well enough. He he, he was a great guy. Hell yeah, man! Remember the time of the nineties of the weird like remake? Like you had uh, Beverly Hillbillies, um, the Brady Bunch movie, and you had the Adams Family movie, which fucking rules, by the way. Adam, dude, and the oh best part of Adam's Family man. is Adam Family Values, the sequel, is even better. Insanely, It's yes. like, those movies are amazing. And then you had the Brady Bunch movies, which are literally just about incest, and no one talks about it! <laughs> I don't remember this at all. What are you talking about? The, the second Brady Bunch movie, a very Brady sequel, I watched oh, it. I was, like, in high school, and it came on, like, Comedy Central at, like, 2 p.m. or something. And I watched it, and I just kept... I can't remember what, which ca- two characters in particular it was, but it was just like... They're like sis, brother and sister, or like cousins or something, and they just want... They're just horny for each other. Oh, wait, you mean the stepbrother and stepsister? Yes. Now I remember that shit. You're right! Yes. They are wow. horny as hell for each other, and I know that it's a step thing, but it was still fucking weird, and I was like, why does this have to be in this movie that's about the Brady Bunch? Well, I'm, I'm just gonna say I don't remember this movie the way you guys do so i'm just gonna believe everything you guys are saying please do remember that movie with steve martin she her by the dozen wasn't that what it was called yeah she her by the dozen where the what was her name from the 90s that was so popular um with the blonde hair uh the the singer um and disney channel star dolly parton oh hillary hillary duff hillary duff and oh, the guy who wanted to play Superman... Tom Marsden. Y- no. No, 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 what? not Tom Marsden. Um, Brandon Ralph. Yes. Um, no, no, the, the TV Superman. Oh, um, 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 Tom Schilling. Yes, fine. They <laughs> are, like, stepbrother and stepsister, and they are, like, trying to fuck in this movie. Like, constantly. And it's, again, it's a very weird vibe from a family movie. Tom Welling. Tom so Welling. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm proud of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also, we'll, we'll get back to the regular podcast in a second. But do either of you remember the Steve Martin, Queen Latifah classic, Burning Down the House? Oh my god. Yes. Do you guys remember oh the plot god. of this movie? I don't. No. <laughs> okay. By the way, I, first of all, I remember watching this movie about 6,000 times when I was a kid. 
Wow. And did not remember the plot <laughs> at all. I looked it up the other day. It's literally like Steve Martin got divorced from his wife, and he needs someone to help him like look after his kids. So then Queen Latifah like just got out of prison. Uh, oh no, he right. was like he was like online dating, and then he found this girl who looked really nice, and she had like a nice profile, like good education and all this. And it was actually Queen Latifah who had just gotten out of prison. And somehow she convinces him to, like, let her move in and, like, help him take care of the kids. And she is, like, just, like, apparently super racist. Like, all the, like, black stereotypes they perpetuate with Queen Latifah. And he, uh, in the end, he, like, tries to use her to, like, make his ex-wife jealous. And they end up teaching each other valuable lessons about, you know, what it's like to come from different backgrounds. But it's, like, a really weird, fucked up movie. Oh, yeah, he was a lawyer and his AIM screen name was Legal Eagle. Yes, you remember. <laughs> you remember this movie as well as I do. And I remember the oh. other thing is when he's trying to tell her to not come to his house, she starts screaming about being his Nubian queen. Yes, <laughs> this also happened. Oh my god, what a weird fucking movie! Oh. Remember Bowfinger? Bowfinger. Oh Marcus, my god, did you Eddie Murphy in that movie. Oh man, Marcus, have you seen Bowfinger? I don't think I've seen Bowfinger. It's a classic. That's also Steve Martin, isn't it? Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, Heather Graham, like a bunch of like great people in that movie. No, they're, they're, okay, so Eddie Murphy is a famous actor in the Bowfinger yes. movie, and they want also. Have him, he's also a nerd. He's two guys. Well, he has a he has like a, a, a lookalike who's not related to him at all, who is yeah. like a dumb guy. Um, I'm saying dumb because he's probably the, a, a word that we don't want to use. Um, but then. Apparently, Steve Martin's whole scheme is he's trying to make a movie with Eddie Murphy's character in it, the famous actor, but he can't get him to be in it, so he shoots the movie, like, guerrilla style, where he makes Eddie Murphy think that the plot of the movie is actually happening, which is about aliens invading in something called, like, Chubby Rain. Yes. And then there are scenes where he shoots the, his, the, the, the nerdy or dumb guy from a distance, like, doing, like, weird sort of scenes... I remember there was a point where he makes him run across the freeway, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah, that that's another one that I watched on Comedy Central at, like, 2 p.m. a long time ago. It's a good movie, though. I, I mean, okay, it's not good. Like, most people no. hate it, but I, I had fun watching it. Because it's just, it's sometimes, like, there's, like, you know, these movies in the 90s, they were just so ridiculous to where it's like, I you know, I kind of enjoy some of them. They're, like, kind of fun. Where is Andy Murphy? What's he doing these days? He has not. He has been in shit for like. It, he doesn't do a lot of movies anymore. But for some reason, whenever he's in one, he just gets the pile of scripts that sent to him every year and just chooses the fucking worst ones. <laughs> That's and too bad. it's weird. I I really think. I mean, he was. I mean, he was the fucking shit for so long. Like, we all of the movie. We all went and saw The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which is the fucking worst movie ever made almost. Yep. Yeah. And because he was in it. And he had he had real star power and I think he just kind of I don't know. I don't know where cuz he he had he had some great stand up while it is these days very problematic. At the time it was some of the best stand up there was. And then he uh made good movies and then he kind of just he just kind of dropped off and now he's just He's in movies like A Thousand Words, which are just fucking awful movies. Yeah, I feel like he just has, like, enough money to do whatever the hell he wants. He's just like, you know what? I'll do a movie today. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's like true. The, Bill, the whole Bill Murray thing. He just does just does whatever the fuck. Every movie he's in, he doesn't care if it's shitty or not. He just does them. 
Like, did y'all see, um, did y'all see where, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, he's a rapper, uh, what's his, oh, what's his guy's fucking name, Seth? Uh-huh, yeah, he's uh, a rapper. Eminem. No, uh, he's T-Pain. out in Los Two. Angeles, what's his fucking name? I know that's not narrowing it down at all. <laughs> Three chains. Nope. Kid, uh, Kid Cuddy. Nope. Uh, he's a recent guy. Um... Little Dicky. Nipsey Hussle. Nope, he's alive. Um, okay. <laughs> he's alive. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I'm sorry, y'all. I should have remembered his fucking tell, name. Tell me what he's doing. Vince Staples. Was his, his, his Vince Staples. Um, he said, I thought it was such a great thing. He said that, uh, <laughs> he said that Adam Sandler is, um, is, uh, fuck White me. Tyler Perry. He's White Tyler Perry, yes. Yes. And it's, it's such true. an apt comparison. If I'll I'll say this on the record, if Vince Staples ever starts his own podcast, I'm gonna cancel the Illennials because I'm gonna spend all my time listening to that. <laughs> he is the the realest person in the entire. I've never seen a person. You watch any interview with this man; he will just say everything he's that's on his mind, and he's just the funniest motherfucker in the world. And he just doesn't care. He did a whole interview at Coachella about how R. Kelly was a rapist, and the entire time the interviewer was like, "You have to stop talking about this, or we're gonna like they're gonna shut the interview down." And he just keeps talking about R. Kelly being a rapist, and it's mm. great. He's he's a hilarious guy. Hell yeah, socialism. To bring us back on the subject, <laughs> I want to talk about corporations, in particular the ones that everyone hates, and that's healthcare companies. Yes, mm. we all Welcome. love healthcare. We hate the companies. My right, do boys. Love staying alive. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is getting on that. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, this is an article from Axios um, about corporate profits for 2018. It says right here that the this is just the chief executives of 177 healthcare companies uh, collectively made 2.6 billion dollars in 2018. Wow. I wonder how much uh, all the healthcare workers made. And this is an interesting comparison. According to Axios, this is $700 million more than the NIH spent researching Alzheimer's disease last year. Wow. The median pay of the healthcare CEO was $7.7 million. 14 CEOs made more than $46 million each. That's just... Ridiculous, and insulin costs a billion dollars. The highest-paid CEO of last year was the CEO of a company called I'm not kidding you, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. And his name was Martin Sprabrelli. Um, what was Umbrella Corp taken? Yeah, uh, Leonard Schleifer, who made 118 million dollars last year. My God. It's really good business, murdering yeah. people. It says, um, it says right here, uh, CEO of McKesson, John Hammergren, received four million dollar a sorry a four million dollar bonus for hitting financial targets last year, just as the company was facing a slew of lawsuits over its role in the opioid crisis. Wow. And how much would it cost to like even just? Try to fixing the opioid crisis. Not as much as these guys are making, pretty much. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, Community Health System CEO Wayne Smith 
recorded a $3.3 million bonus, even as hospital chain continued to hemorrhage money. Wow. So they're losing money. This guy's getting paid. Um... So yeah, it's just like it's just like this is insane. Like, why are we tying healthcare to profits, and why are these guys getting paid so much to fuck it up? I mean, they're tying it there because they'll make money. They get to fucking inflate prices on drugs that people fucking need, so they don't really have a choice as to just pay for them. So it's a great business if you're an asshole, obviously. It's good work if you can get it. Yep. And, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, you know, what capitalism rewards. It's, can you find a way to exploit a market and, you know, strip them of any kind of economic, you know, mobility or voice? And if you can do it well enough, well, you know what? You get more money. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And it's obviously insanely fucked up. But only if you're uh, a person with a beating heart and a soul. It's a system it's hard to very, find those at the top. It's a system of very perverse incentives. Uh, to make healthcare into a, a thing that is operated for profit means you're going to look to cut costs as much as you can in every respect that you can. Which means lower quality service for people who are getting health care, which is a pretty fucked up thing. Yeah. It's like I saw a thing the other day, a recounting of uh, the Soviet system of health care, which they had universal health care. Everyone in the Soviet Union was entitled <clears throat> to health care. It was not particularly good health care uh, because, of course, it was you know 50 years ago and it was also uh, a, a country under embargo by the rest of the world and very materially sort of... Uh, 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 under siege and stretched thin, but everyone still got it. And the thing is, is that they were like, they did the best they could with what they had. America is, you know, ten times wealthier now than they were at that time. Imagine what we could do if we applied the same principle and what the Soviets did in healthcare to our current system. We could, we could, we could work wonders essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Also, never forget that when the Soviet Union collapsed in the 90s, did you guys know that, that the uh, the male mortality rate went up 46%? Really? Yes. Over Damn. the course of three years, they said that about 3.3 million people in Russia died. A not of natural causes. So, they're just murdering people in the streets? No, or? they died of, like, preventable diseases and stuff like that. Like, things that, oh. that could have been... Deaths that would, would have been prevented by medicine and services were not. Hmm. And that's a number. That many millions of people is usually associated with a genocide, right? Or a, a extermination. Yeah. And this was just the free market at work. But I wanted to point out real quick uh, the, the, our, the other side of our of our political system from what we are. We're communists. I have this great tweet here from Turning Point USA, the diaper shitters deluxe of political uh, <laughs> outlets. Did y'all see this picture of the uh, reasons to be a socialist? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the fucking stormtrooper. It's like, are you, are you a moron? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't isn't in the know, it's a picture of a fucking stormtrooper holding up 
a uh, is that a clone trooper? It's a clone trooper. It's a clone trooper, yeah. Holding up uh, a uh, sign that says "Reasons to be a Socialist," and it says "Just an empty list." And the caption from Turning Point USA's top writer, it has to be, is "Zip Zero Zilch Nada." Hashtag socialism sucks. Oh yes, hashtag socialism sucks. It's a very on the nose hashtag. And it's like. Mm. You realize the source of are the bad guys, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, they were the villains. <laughs> and even if... And I, I doubt they know the difference between a clone trooper and a stormtrooper. Even if they did intentionally use clone troopers, the clone troopers just became the stormtroopers. They were the heralds of the end of liberal democracy. Yeah, people just... I'm not sure. Here's one thing about Turning Point USA. I'm not sure they're up on their Star Wars trivia and timeline history. <laughs> they're not much about anything. Luckily, we are. True. It's one we of the things we know best. <laughs> we did entire episode about Star Wars and no one listened to it. Yeah, and we've, <laughs> that's the only time we ever talked about it after. We, we've never mentioned Star Wars in this podcast ever. Never. Until today. It's not, Star Wars isn't, you know, my best friend. But, you know. Um, um, yeah, this is a ridiculous thing. Turning Point USA has to be this just one of the fucking worst things on Twitter and on, I guess they're on TV now, aren't they? Like a thing. But yeah, I don't they're just think they are. What is the one I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of, like, what is it, One America? One America News, yeah. Yeah, fuck that, too. That insane place that said that, that Martin King Jr. Was a, was a conservative. Yeah, they, they really uh, really stretched their wings on that one. It's pretty great. Uh, well, folks, I think we're kind of out of things to talk about for the week. Yeah, I think we've, we've had some good conversation, mostly about uh, <laughs> burning down the house and Captain Planet, but... <laughs> You know, it worked out for us. Um, oh, well, there's plenty to talk about, but let's. I think an hour is a good amount of time. So, uh, for the Illenials podcast, uh, I'm a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm on Twitter at Life of Seth. I'm on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. Uh, our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on episode on uh, this show before. You can go check him out. He's very recently on our Avengers Endgame review. So if you like that, check it out. And also, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, which where they, they talk about wrestling and they go from the South. So if you like that, go check it out. Uh, Marcus, I believe you have a second job you perform. Oh yes, I also do blowjob machine. <laughs> <laughs> Just you want your dick sucked? Go to at Mr. Beaches on Twitter or that, Instagram. Nope. <laughs> you will not receive that he at all. Send. Send. Send all the pictures you can. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, Marcus will also eat any vagina you send him a picture of. He will be there. Uh, yes. Marcus is non-discriminatory. Uh, all right, now you're asking, does he do butt stuff? Yeah, he does butt stuff, too. Yes. What? Wait, why are you all Marcus me out a full service prostitute. <laughs> he does it all, folks. Yeah. Uh, mm. He fucking sucks and fucks and tucks until if, you If you don't have at least $10,000, yeah. nothing is happening. <laughs> God damn, it's so hard to find someone who tucks these days. Yeah. Oh my God. Marcus, what is your actual second job? I, I, <laughs> I dance at Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, 
I, I make art for uh, the podcast. Chippendales Jr., I guess. Also, Oof. he'll probably make art for you if you need it. Just hit him up if you like his stuff. Oh, yeah. I should put more stuff on Instagram. But you got to pay him, though. No, the first one's Oof. free. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's your business, Seth. <laughs> well, how about your blowjob business? That's um, oh, okay. um, so, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Um, I'm not going to kick a horse while it's down, so Kevin Durant is off the list this week. Okay. Fuck. Uh, Tom Brady and the film First Reformed. Uh, cool points are out the window, and you got me twisted all up in the game. Oh, shit. Um, wow. We've stopped trying to solve our problems. Just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Alienos podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace. <laughs>